Brother BNX and Young Connie down. I said I'm finna go live. Brother BNX and Young Connie down. I'm finna go live. Put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. I'm finna go live. Put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. Dive. To do for self on my own Bossed up, got a car and a home And I did it on my phone I'ma show you how to get it strong Get the bag and it don't take long And you don't need a loan You don't need a boss or a master Get the right team and it's faster This a new chapter Gotta learn the business in the game Every day new money, new change Adapt to the lane It ain't about the bread but the brain Work hard, play hard, new fame No more chains No more yeah. No more chains. No more I'm finna go live. Put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. I'm finna go live. Put my nine to five. Finna go home, boys. Finna be a vibe. Finna be a vibe. Vibe. They say take a leave, so I went to the dive. I'm finna go live on IG. Sorry, but a nine to five is not me. I'ma do myself until I die. Assalamu alaikum family. I hope you all are having a blacktastic day. That itis didn't got up at you, boy. Yeah, you done let that itis get on up at you for the day. We starting this off a new day now. Yeah, go and get your exercise in. Make sure you walk today. Yeah, make sure you get on a little treadmill today. Yeah, get some of that dressing up at you. Yeah, some of that. Yeah, some of that. That macaroni and cheese, and I know some of y'all had a little, yeah, you had a little slab of that, of that, of that ham on there. Yeah, I know you ain't came all the way over yet. You tune in every morning, but he say, yeah, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't there yet though. I'll be, I put a little, put a little slice on there. You ain't put it, you ain't put it as, as big as a portion as you used to do, but you, you put a little, you told Granny put a little, put a little something on there for you though. But we, we working on you. But no, man, in the name of Allah. <laughs> the beneficent, the merciful, I bear witness There is no God but Allah who we believe came in the person of Master Father Muhammad We thank him for raising up for us the, the living and exalted Christ, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad And we thank those two for leaving and I missed a divine warning God and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan Send their three names, I would like to greet you with the greeting words of peace We said in the Arabic language of Assalamu alaikum yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I, I wanted to uh, share this this uh, live that I did. I haven't even streamed it yet. Uh, but Sister Sacred 
uh, Sister Sacred asked, was this going to be streamed maybe a week or so ago? Maybe two weeks. And uh, I said, yeah, 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 I can stream it on there. So uh, our Hebrew is a light brother, uh, brothers. No, matter of fact, it was a sister who reached out and was like, you know, we want to set up an interview between you and, you know, one of the brothers. And I ain't going to lie to you. I'm just, just going to keep it 100. Uh, I'm thinking, oh, here we go. Damn, boy, trying to trying to do this here, trying to debate. Oh, I'm, I'm not finna be. But, uh, you know, as they went on and we had a Zoom call, I said, well, let's set up a Zoom call about it. Let me just make sure that, you know, y'all just want to just reach out just to have a dialogue. Because it was, a, it was a, they reached out just to have a dialogue just about the black community. So I'm like, okay, I mean, that's that's cool. I mean, I'll do it with anybody else. Why wouldn't I do it with, you know, just because you Hebrew is a, So we got on, discussed some of the topics. Okay, I'm like, okay, we're going to cover this. We're going to cover this. So I'm like, okay, so this ain't no debate. Good. You know, everything checks off. And then... uh. You know, and then that's when uh, you know, Elijah was going through what he was going through. So some weeks had went uh went by. And then we ended up having it. So I wanted to play that recording so that you guys can hear it. Some of y'all may have already seen it on their page, but I wanted to stream it here, uh, just in case y'all have not seen it. All right. So that's what we're gonna be showing um today. Let me see here. Here we go. It's only about 40 something, 40, 50 minutes because uh, the uh, their audio started to mess up towards the end of the show. So we end up just kind of closing it out because the audio. But in my opinion, it was it was pretty good, you know, balanced. You know, it didn't seem like the brother that I was speaking to, you know, had any malice or, you know, ill intention. So it was pretty good, man. I, I enjoyed it. So let's check it out. Mm. Yeah. OK. All right. Got you. Let me know when I can start. Yes, sir. Please go ahead. All right. Uh, shalom, brothers and sisters. Most high in Christ bless. Uh, my name is Deacon Isaac of Israel United in Christ here in IUIC Dallas. And today we have a wonderful show for you, brothers and sisters, who will be watching this, um, this recording. Um, today we'll be talking about the reformation of Black America, reforming Black America. What are the essential ingredients needed to reinstall our people back to greatness as we once were and what caused us to fall from greatness and what we have to do to recover ourselves in these last days today we have a very popular guest by the name of brother ben x uh, many of you've seen this brother before on different social media platform and it's an honor to have the brother with us here today um brother ben x you can go ahead and let the crowd know who you are Yes, sir, man. Uh, my name is Brother Ben X. I am a striving student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan in the Nation of Islam. However, I don't necessarily represent the Nation of Islam as I'm not on the council, but I am a, a member who has a love for our people. Um, when I got the invitation or reached out, all I could think about was the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan speaking on us having to unite and versus us uh, being divided over religion or not even religion, but different thought press processes and perspectives that we must find a way to come together on common grounds. And so the spirit in which uh, we was reached out to uh, via Instagram and just going over the emails, it was more so about solutions for our people. So I wanted to, you know, come on and dialogue and, and see what we can get uh, from this 
and see how we can come together on common grounds for uh, everything that has happened to our people and see about how we can bring about some some solutions on both sides. Absolutely. Great in introduction. Um, I like the, the fact that you uh, you mentioned, um, I know you mentioned that you are um, part of the Nation of Islam. Um, now, we do have two different ideologies here, brothers and sisters, us, you know, being the Israelites, you know, first and foremost, we use the Bible as our um, constitution, as our book, as our representation, and our brothers from the um, Nation of Islam who follow Islam, they use the Quran. However, we're coming together on common grounds today on how to reform Black America. Um, Brother Ben X being under the tutelage of um, Minister Honorable Minister Farrakhan and brothers on this side in IUIC being under the tutelage of General Bishop Nathaniel. Um, but we definitely appreciate you opening the doors and allowing us to um, come together on a common ground uh, because we both want to see the betterment of our nation. And that's one thing, that's one thing out of the many that we have in common. We want to see the, the uprise of our brothers and sisters and not the demise of our brothers and sisters in the modern white man society that we live in today. So um, I wanted to go over a few bullet points since we both um, discussed our background, Brother Ben X, uh, you having in uh, Muslim background and us having an Israelite biblical background. Um, first question that we can both tackle, um, I'll let you go first is, does our community have an identity crisis? And that's basically a rhetorical answer, but I would like your approach to that. Does our community have an identity crisis? Um, I believe we do have an identity crisis. And I, I will pose it like this. Um, Muslim is what we are taught that we are by nature um, as a student of the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. But I would like to define what that means to um, demystify, if you will, what that even means. Muslim is an Arabic word, which simply means one who submits their will to do the will of God. I believe that when you or me do something of greatness that we don't say all praise is due to brother Ben. All praise is due to you. We say all praise is due to the most high or all praise is due to Allah because we believe that it is God that works through the human being. We believe that when it says that you are all God's children of the most high God. Um, I believe that when it talks about uh, don't you know that you are the real temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? Now, we may have different interpretations of different schools of thoughts, but I believe that spirit as taught in message to the black man is uh, dependent on the material. So when the scripture talks about how can you love God whom you've never seen yet hate your brother who you see every day. How we view that is at the essence of your brother is God. So how can you say that you love God yet hate your brother? No, you lying because at the essence and nature of your brother is God. So I believe our identity is one who submits their will 
to do the will of God and a little God, child of the most high God. Now, when how we're taught God is force and power. We have that same ability to exercise force and power the same way the most high or God is able to say be and it is. We too have that power to have a thought in our mind that we want to be something or something to come into existence and we will it into existence. Uh, the same way everything was, this light that I've got in front of me, this microphone, this laptop first existed in somebody's mind and they had to bring it into reality. And I think the identity crisis that we have is that we think uh, we, we look at ourselves as niggas. We look at ourselves as bums. We look at ourselves as broke, nothing, these negative connotations. And if the scripture says, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, if I believe that I'm nothing, if, I'm be if I believe that I'm nobody or something less than what I am, then I'm going to be something less than what I am. So I believe we do have an identity crisis, um, but, but beyond the word, what do I really think about myself when I look at my identity in the mirror? Do I see myself as powerful? Do I see myself as one who can say the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want? Or am I always crying? Am I always worried? What type of identity do I have to have if I'm always worried? If I'm all I, I don't I don't believe that uh, he came to give me life more abundantly if that's how I'm constantly thinking. So, um I think that is a, a big part of our our demise, because if you look at people who are athletes, when they got a certain type of confidence and they got a certain type of stature about themselves and they see themselves being a champion, they act like a champion. But when you come out thinking you're a loser, oh, look at how big they is. I used to play up playing basketball. Oh, man, they all, man, they got six, six, dog. He was, he getting recruited all. You coming in the game wrong. So then you come out and then you're missing shots, you're missing layups, you're off, you're getting turnovers because you came in the game with the wrong mindset. So that would be my thoughts on do we have an identity crisis? I definitely think that we do. And once we correct that, I think that we'll start to get on the right path because once you see yourself being better, that subconscious mind is your self-image. And when you change your image, you change your feelings. When you change your feelings, you change your actions. And, you know, uh, uh, it says in a book that I read, a financial book, if you want to change the fruit, you got to change the root. And the root is the mind. That was excellent. I love the way you put that. And um, we're definitely, you know, on the same page, on the same side of the spectrum when it comes to imagery and um as the scripture says, a man, as a man thinketh, so is he. So we know that um, in society, you know, here in Babylon the Great under uh, Esau, ever since our uh, dis in, uh, disembarking the ships and being sold into slavery all the way till now, you know, different uh, racial um, institutions, uh, things set up in society to keep us at an all-time low, keep us looking at ourselves as nothing, in society has uh, plagued the mind of the so-called Negro in America. I want to read something real quick. Give me Isaiah 1 and 3. Because like I said, we, there's a lot of things that, you know, we have in common, um, although um, when it comes to Islam and Israelites, you know, we read from a different book. But as far as the mindset, as far as trying to do better 
for the black community. We definitely have that in common. Give me Isaiah chapter one and three. I want to read this for you. Go ahead. The book of Isaiah chapter one and verse three. Mm -hmm. The ox knoweth his owner. Now notice what the Most High says here, Brother Ben X. It says the ox knoweth his owner. Come on. And the ass his master's crib. And the jackass his master's crib. So the Most High right here is comparing Israelites, men, people, to two of the world's dumbest animals. It says the ox knoweth his owner and the jackass, the donkey, his master's crib. Read on. But Israel doth not know. It says, but Israel doth not know. Go ahead. My people doth not consider. We don't consider who we are. We don't consider that we are the people of the book. A couple of years back, I forgot the name of the sermon that uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan gave, and he mentioned how we are the children of the book. We are the children of Israel. But now in today's society, we run around, you know, we call ourselves black. I ask a person, well, what country is black? They can't tell you. Black American. Uh, about a decade ago, what? African-American, two, three decades ago, Negro, all of these bywords and proverbs and so forth. Why? Because we have an identity crisis. So now the Most High is putting it in our spirit, young men such as yourself, because you're a young man of age, a young man like myself, to what? To bring back our, bring back our people that self-identity that they've been lacking. And this is, a, this is not something new because Malcolm X tried to do the same. Uh, Martin Luther King, who else? Marcus Garvey, the late, great Marcus Garvey. All of our forefathers had that one thing in common, even though many of them came from different walks of life, maybe different, um, uh, you know, theology background, doctrine background. They all, all had that one thing in common. What was that thing that they had in common? To bring forth the resurrection and re reinstall the self-identity crisis that our people had do away with the self-identity crisis and give them their true nationality. And um, we here at Israel United in Christ, we say that it's the Israelites, we are the Israelites. Why? Because the prophecies, the prophecies tell us exactly who we are. And when you read the Bible, Deuteronomy 7 verse 6, this is one of the best, this is the best nationality to have. Deuteronomy 7 verse 6. Listen to this brother, Ben X. Go ahead. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter mm -hmm. 7 and verse 6. And Brother Ben X, you're from Dallas, right? Yes, sir. I know you're from Dallas. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, you got to visit our school, bro. You're more than welcome to drop by the school. We're in, we're not in Dallas. We're in Fort Worth. It's called White Settlement, this area where we're at. We are, you are more than welcome to visit to the school. You know, hopefully in the future we could do, you know, another interview one-on-one -on -one or however you want to do it. You're invited to come to the school. I know it's a... um. You know, contrary to popular belief, you know, they put it out there that, um, you know, the Muslims and Israelites, uh, you know, go head to head. They clash. No, that's totally not true. You know, if that was true, you and I wouldn't be even be sitting on this platform right now. But I just want to, you know, reach out to you and let you know that you are more than welcome to visit the school. You probably seen us already teaching on the highways and byways. All right. Deuteronomy 7 verse 6. Read that for, for Brother Ben X. The book of Deuteronomy chapter 7 and verse 6. For thou art an holy people mm -hmm. unto the Lord thy God. Come on. The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people. You hear that, Brother Benix? God said he chose us to be a special people. And this is like what you just said. This is something that our brothers and sisters are lacking in the black community. You know, if we want to be running around calling ourselves mm -hmm. niggas, you know, um, murdering each other, 
black on black crime at an all time high only if we had this, this self awareness and this love for who we are. Read. A special people unto himself mm -hmm. above all people. Now, God says above all people. And I know you and I could agree on this, you know, as far as when it says above all people. So that's above the white man, above the Arab man, the Chinese man, the Japanese man. God says that the Israelites, the so-called Negroes in America, we are above all people. Go ahead. Above all people mm -hmm. that are upon the face of the earth. The Lord did not set his love upon you, nor choose you because ye were more in number than any people. Come on. For ye were the fewest of all people. Go ahead. But because the Lord loved you, mm -hmm. and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers. So the oath that he sworn unto Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The, the Bible says that he loved you. That's past tense. So ever since the, the inception of the scriptures in the book of Genesis, all the, all the way to Revelation, it has always been about the Israelites. And that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Um, what, what are some ways, um, some other ways, Brother Ben X, that we can, you know, reach the, our brothers and sisters in the black community to re return that, that love, that self-love, that self-care to them as far as this um, identity crisis that we're facing all throughout the earth. And the reason I say all throughout the earth, Brother Ben X, because we do a lot of traveling. Like, for example, myself, I just came back from Ghana. And all throughout Ghana, there's white images of Jesus Christ everywhere. They have them on the back of their cars. They have them on their stores. More importantly, it's in their mind. I think it's like engraved in the minds of our people. So what are some ways you think we could tackle this, this issue of self-identity? Uh, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan says this, that self-improvement is the basis for community development. And as a young man, as I look at um, shoot, just, just that perspective, many of us hear people talk, but it's not just about what you say, the word is good, but many people can quote but they not living it. And so it's easy for us to say I'm black and I'm proud. And when we say black, we're not saying uh, black because it's a color. Our co context is key. It's like if you hear somebody in the hood call someone a B word, we wouldn't say, brother, that's not a female dog. That's a human being. You're going to understand the context in which they're speaking. So when we say black, black is the essence from which all color comes from, simply meaning that we are the original people. That's what that means. And so many of us can say I'm black and I'm proud. Oh, I'm this and I'm that. And it sounds good. But if you're not showing me an example of how it is good, show me the benefit of it, then it makes it hard for us to attract the youth when Satan as scripture even says, Satan is the God of this world. They make that evil. I mean, the Quran talks about he makes evil fair seeming. So money, oh, you get money by selling drugs. You get money by doing this. You get money by being a pimp. So all of these things are attractive to our youth. And I believe, just from my perspective, because we talk a good game about the God. We talk a good game about these different things. And then we come home, mama, but I'm not seeing any progress. We come home, daddy, but I'm not seeing any progress. Yes, I get that we got in this condition due to disobedience. Cool, we got that. 
But daddy, you 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 said you obedient now. Daddy, you following the laws now. Daddy, okay, you okay, you following it. But where is the progress? And so when we become very good with the word, but then our action don't match up, it makes it hard. The drug dealer can say, hey man, this right here, we get money over here, and then he sees a car. Then he sees jewelry. Then he see a home. Not that those material things is what's most important. What's most important is the spiritual aspect of it. But daddy, you still got attitude. You still spiritual gang banging. You still either my way or the highway and you can't understand nobody else's perspective un- unless they coming from your perspective. Like you, you have a mature dad. You have a mature mom. So I think the better we are as an example then that that makes wanting to be and we see it even today it has become a trend to be have a black owned business it's become a trend to be now in the streets for your people just the way things have been moving due to social media activism and things of that nature so when they see it and it's positive and it's growing we see young people will get involved but when they don't see uh and 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 they don't see young people I'm going to say that. The minister said, when you don't see no young people, the church, mosque, uh, temple, whatever, is dying. All of them old. Y'all finna go out. Who's going to take over? And uh, we have to be innovative. Um, Not that we have to change anything. God changes not, but we have to be innovative. Um, Social media. Many people still ain't got on social media. Why not? We can spread the word. To thousands, millions of people, but people want to be stuck in their ways. So uh, that's what I would say, man. Um, uh, the the minister teaches us that in order to grow in love for self, you have to have knowledge of self. And after you have knowledge of self, you have a respect for yourself. You're not a nobody. Uh, you, you are a reflection of God. Uh, I believe that when when Jesus said that me and my father are one. Not necessarily that they are equal in the same exact, but when I'm the executioner of your will, when I'm only doing what you bid me to say, only doing what you bid me to do. When you look at me, you are looking at God. When I when I give you a word that raises you up mentally and spiritually, you can't say, oh, that's a good brother. No, that's the God's word. That's his power that raised that person up. So the more that they see results, I think. Like we talk about the white man, when we gonna set up our own school? Oh, the white man's school don't teach us nothing. All right, daddy, set up one. You quick to send me right to their school, the same school that you telling me is bad. Oh man, the white man, we got the white man job, or oh, he master over us. Damn, when you we we now have the chance to not be under him no more. We can choose to start our own business. Is it going to be easy? Will we have to wean ourselves out over time? Yeah, but we can do it. We keep talking about they food. Okay, when you going to grow some food, get some land. Collaborate with some brothers so that we can eat our own food, dad. Because I hear you talking, but where's the institution that goes against this Satan's world? So I think the more we take actions, and again, that's not going to be no overnight process. Shoot, we got here. In a long period of time, so it's not going to be overnight. But I believe the more that the, the more that the youth see it, the more they can they can get with it. That's what I would say. Actions do speak louder than words. So all praises to the Most High for that. Um, you said something. You said um, 
we speak it. People are speaking it, but are you actually living it? And that, you know, segues into my next question. Um, what are your thoughts on misogyny? Because the beginning of a nation, the beginning of a community is marriage. What are your thoughts on black on black marriage, black on black love, however you want to put it? Some people might say, well, you know, love is uh, love is colorblind. What are your thoughts on that, Brother Ben X? Uh, I think that we should uh, get with our own. That's what the Honorable Elijah Muhammad taught. Find you a black woman. You can't tell me all black women are bad. Now, do we got some attitudes? Yeah. <laughs> but do we got attitudes? Yeah, we look at what we done been through. You don't like them dark? You can find a black one light. We make all shades. You can get the recessor from the dominant, but you just can't get the dominant from the recessor. So you can have two dark-skinned parents, and you come out a light-skinned baby. You can, man, we got, you know how they say 50 shades of gray? We got 50 shades of black. Go, go find you one. So it's important um, because that institution of a family is important. Um, I, I recall just from my reading and research that during slavery, they separated the mother and they separated the father, which leaves the child to be indoctrinated by them because now we're losing the mother tongue. Now we're losing our original way because now the, the slave master or the, the whomever is, is able to take the child without them getting what they need from the parent. And so uh, when, when, when the scripture talks about, and this is in Bible and the Quran, the man is the provider. I, I, ain't, I didn't read nothing by 50 50. I, I didn't read nothing by 70 30. Man is the provider over his household, woman over the child. And then Christ has to be over the head of the man. And if you ain't got God, Christ over your head, then the house is going to be in hell. So um, that structure, I think, is even being tampered with today. Now, you, you may go through divorces or you may have things happen. But when you have those things happen, we have to man up, woman up to do what we have to do still for the good of that child. And this is what I mean. The same way they took the man away and the woman away, ain't that happening today? If the man got to go get a job and then the woman got to go get a job, who's teaching the child? If y'all ain't got enough money to homeschool or if y'all ain't got no money for a nanny or y'all taking them to one of y'all own schools, then who's teaching them? The same man you end up talking about, now you got to send them to his school. And then when they come home, you got to deprogram them. But in reality, let's keep it real when it comes to our people. When we come home from work, we tired. We barely checking homework right now, let alone deprogramming the stuff that they putting in. Then they bring in LGBT in the, in the, in the school. So marriage, when, when and, and the minister says this, marriage is not even when you just get that certificate. Many people been having that certificate for a while, but they're not married. Married is when you become one. That's hard. Yeah, she fine. You handsome. Y'all done had sex and whatever the case. Y'all done put the ring on it and y'all got the same last name, but you're not one yet. Marriage is that struggle to become one. And in Islam, we say marriage is half of your fate. But think about that, man. How, how long... Does it take and how difficult to is it difficult is it for you to become one with your wife? 
for her to become one with you. Well, what is that journey like to become one with God? Man. So and, and when you have two parents, that is an example. They should be the first uh, um, teachers. This is why this is why it's important. They should be the first teachers of the child. The mother is the first teacher. She should be instilling these values inside of the child so that when the child goes out into the world, it's hard for them to be indoctrinated because it says it's not what goes in the man that defiles them. It's what comes out. So a lot of stuff going to go in in school from his peers, from music, from movies. But it's what comes out that defiles him. But if I put those good principles and a good foundation in them and he see two examples, going back to the examples, because mom and them can be talking about it. But y'all know we got some bedside battles. We go to church only on Easter, only during 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 Christmas. And in they head, you, 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 you saying we Baptist, you saying we Christian, you saying we this. But we don't even really go like that. We're not really even studying like that. So when those two are two good examples of what God wants, then that makes it easy for the child. To be groomed right into the will of God, to be groomed right into being one with God and wanting to even accomplish that mission because what he see in his parents. So I would say that's the beauty of of marriage because he gave us roles. The man can't work all day and take care of the child. That's why the, the mother has a role. But when the roles are thrown off, marriage is thrown off, then the children is thrown off, and then our future is thrown off. And that's how we get here, uh, why we got to reform black America. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, um, I want to touch on one point, well, a few points that you said. The first point about misogyny, uh, Deuteronomy 7, verse 3. Because a lot of our people um, in today's society, they actually don't know because of white man Christianity, they don't know that that's a law in the scriptures. That's actually a law that was given to the Israelites. The Most High was always against misogyny. The Most High was always with the 12 tribes marrying within themselves. Go ahead. The book of Deuteronomy, chapter 7 and verse 3. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Thy daughter shalt thou not give unto his son nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. Now you see this, Ben X, they ain't reading this in the Christian church on Sundays. Pastors don't read this at all. They ignore this. They took a black highlighter and just crossed through that thing. Read it again. Read it again. Neither shalt thou make marriages with them. Mm -hmm. Thy daughter thou shalt not give unto his son, nor his daughter shalt thou take unto thy son. Go ahead. For they will turn away thy son from following me. Mm -hmm that they may serve other gods. So notice one thing, because we understand marriage, of course, is about love, but it's also a contract with the Most High. And it's a, it's a contract with your nation, because when you perish, when you die, right? When, when, you, and, and when you or I pass away, Brother Ben X, we leave our wealth, our riches, or whatever we've obtained in our lifetime with our spouse. And there's a there's a saying in the world, show me, show me who your spouse is and I'll show you who your allegiance is to. So a lot of times when our brothers um, interlope and marry outside of their nation, what they do is what they're doing is just it's a transfer of wealth. They're transferring their money over to another nation, whether it be a white man, Chinese man, whatever the case may be. So that there is an, um, an extreme importance um, to us marrying our own people. And I'm glad that you said that. 
All right, because that is actually recorded in the Bible. Now, as far as the roles, you you quoted uh First Corinthians eleven. I believe Brother Ben X quoted First Corinthians verse mm-hmm. eleven. And the reason I want to read this, Brother Ben X, for all of the viewers who's going to watch this interview, uh, who might you know be entertaining the uh, LGBT community or especially in the rise of um, a feminism. I know you see it all throughout social media and so forth, how, uh, you know, the black man is, they put the black man at the bottom and they raise the black woman over the black man. And um, there's a young, well, older, mature lady, uh, Shaharazad Ali. I'm always messing up that. Shaharazad. Shaharazad Ali. Uh, Very lovely, very lovely sister. And she touches on this a lot, this topic on how the black woman was made to be a nurturer, like you said, um, and a support of her black man, as it is recorded in the Bible. Read what you got. First Corinthians chapter 11 and verse three. But I would have you know that the head of every man is Christ Mm -hmm. and the head of the woman is the man. So we have a head. We have a head. Our head is Christ and the head of Christ is God. Read. And the head of Christ is God. Read on. Every man praying or prophesying, having his head covered, dishonoreth his head. Mm -hmm. But every woman that prayeth or prophesieth with her head uncovered, Mm -hmm. dishonoreth her head. So the point that I wanted is that there's an order. There's a divine order that's supposed to be set up on earth. And that divine order has been disturbed. All right. First and foremost, by the so-called white man, like how you mentioned in slavery, how we were torn apart. You see that in the Willie Lynch letter. You see that in different movies and so forth, where our brothers and sisters was torn apart. Their kids was taken from them and sold to other plantation masters, whether it be in another state or another country. So they've just like the serpent did in the garden when he came and interrupted the first marriage between two black people, Adam and Eve. He's continuing that today. He's continuing the same thing today. So um, I know in the nation of Islam and NOI, they push marriage. Um, Also in the Israelite community, we do the same. Um, What are some other ways? What are some other ways you think uh, we can, um, you know, push this agenda, this righteous agenda and reestablish, you know, God's divine order on earth when it comes to marriage in order to reform black America? Um, Brother Nuri Muhammad does a great job at giving a general, just a lot of principles about marriage. And to be honest, man, kind of like what I said before, more examples. And marriage is hard, you know. Uh, It's difficult becoming one. It's difficult. You got to deal with finances. You got to deal with decisions. You got to deal with raising the children, especially if both men and women in this economy got to work. They got to figure out how to make that work. You got to deal with their traumas. You got to deal with your traumas that, to be honest, you probably ain't dealt with. She probably ain't dealt with. So we bringing all that baggage to it. And so to be honest, man, what I think we can do better of is just highlighting good examples of it because it is difficult. When you look on Shade Room, what are we seeing on Shade Room? What are we seeing with Blueface and, 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 and the sister, uh, Christ, I can't, Christianus, whatever her name is. It's always a beef. It's always a, a fight. It's always something. And a lot of times the reality TV be false. It be a script for views. And so this is what they're seeing. This is what's blowing up. Those are the people who's getting millions of followers when that couple that's 70 years old 
been married for 50 years, done been through it, done overcame it, and on the up, they the ones who need to have the following. They the one who we need to start interviewing on our podcast as examples of what we're reading because it's difficult, especially young people today. Oh, man, I got Instagram, Facebook. Shoot, I got YouTube. Man, I got all these women. Whatever I want, I can find it. If I want a big butt, I can find that. I want big breasts. Oh, I can find that. I want them light skinned. I can, you can go literally find whatever is in our mind. How do we fight that temptation? What do we do? What did y'all do? How did y'all overcome it? And what were some mistakes? See, this is the part that I think is going to be good. Not just the, we always want to say, yeah, talk about what we should do. But hey, man, when you fail, when you made a mistake, how did you overcome it? See, what weakness did you have? And then how did you eventually master that weakness? Everybody wants to be perfect. And so you ain't got to put all your stuff out there. I'm not saying put all your personal business out there in the public, but these are things we should share with maybe our grandchildren, you know, our children. Some of my mis- some of our mistakes, because honestly, for me, when I hear the minister sometimes talk about his mistakes and his failures and his trials and what he had to overcome, that makes it that gives me faith. That oh man, the minister has impacted so many people. Oh he okay he 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 lost some faith sometime too. Oh man, he done did since. Oh okay. I'm human because you, we may put in the word is perfect. Yeah. But we, we, we put it almost like I'm perfect too. And I don't make no mistakes. And now I feel unworthy because I I do make mistakes, but you just not sharing yours. You just covering yours. And I'm not saying again, go out there and put all your sins and stuff out there. But some of the trials and difficulties, the more we talk about them and talk about, hey, there is something on the other side because all relationships going to have some type of problem. No matter how perfect you are, no matter how long you court, y'all are going to have a disagreement. You may have an argument. You may have you may get to that point where I don't even want to be with this dude no more. Did y'all get there before? Oh, you may find out, girl, boy, all the time. Three times I want to divorce. I mean, how did you stay together? Oh, we had to do this. We had see these are the steps, practical steps that we need. So that's what I would say. Better examples. All we got is people who fight in reality shows, uh, bros before H words. And I know that you know you shouldn't necessarily be looking for an H word. However, even the context is like you choosing men over women. You don't mind. You don't mind being with your bros. But you, 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 you got a problem with women? Now, again, I'm not saying go get with H words, but at the same time, the, 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 the hidden message behind that, you know, you will forgive your brother, but won't forgive your woman. See, what is it like having to apologize as a man, as the leader and the visionary? Man, do you know how, that your heart be pumping? So I don't know about y'all if y'all ever had to apologize for anything, but having to apologize, you got to humble yourself. Baby, I'm sorry. I, I was wrong. That alone. Some brothers, some men can't even do that. Big, strong. You can lift 400 pounds, but you can't tell your woman, I'm sorry for making a mistake. You can't tell your children, hey, man, I made a mistake. I was wrong. Will you forgive me? These are things that I think strengthens the family that we need to hear about. Yeah, be strong. Yeah, be the provider. Yeah, be the fighter. But also be the one who's willing to admit, son, daughter, I wasn't there. Da da da, and get get intimate with it. So that's that's what I, I don't want to ramble, but that's what I would say. No, 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 that was good. That was some that was some good stuff there. So basically, to sum up everything you said with one word, humility. Yeah, you know we got to have humility, um, especially in, in 
our marriage and in our nation. Um, I wanted to um, bring something out. You mentioned about as far as um, social media is concerned and how our imagery is portrayed in the media, right? Um, you said to put forth righteous image, which we do have here at you know, Israel United in Christ. Um, I don't know if you have Roku or not, but we do have something called IUIC TV that you can subscribe to if you choose to, where we have righteous imagery, righteous marriage, so forth. But on a broader scale, Brother Ben X, we know who controls the media, right? The, the Jew media, the red media. Um, how, what are some ways to overcome that? To overcome the, uh, the mouth of the beast, as the Bible calls it. Is that's how you speak through media, you know, the mouth of the beast. How do you overcome that? Because remember what happened to Bill Cosby. Remember back then, I believe it was during the 80s, where, or no, the 90s, the early 90s, he wanted to buy, um, what was the um, radio station? I mean, the TV station? NBC. ABC. Mm -hmm. So, you know, he wanted to put his bid in to buy that, to bring forth right imagery, not Pookie and Ray Ray shooting at each other, menace society and boys in the hood and stuff like that. Because that's how they like to portray us as thugs, as animals and gangsters. So Bill Cosby, he wanted to spearhead that project and we see what happened to him. Now it's coming out in this time how he was uh, blocked by the Jewish media. That was the latest news. You know, a lot of people took that as a fairy tale, but that was actually true that he was blocked. So what are some ways that we can combat that. Um, that's, a, that's a that's a hard thing. You'll you'll come out with, um, for example, I'll give you a I'll give you a perfect example. Um, we have a biblical short story film that we did on Matthew the second chapter the thirteenth verse, where the angel appeared unto Mary and Joseph in a dream and told them, "Take the young child, flee to Egypt, because Herod, the white man, was coming to kill Christ." So they took the child and fled into Egypt. We actually uh, cre recreated that into a movie, um, All Praises to the Most High. You know, we won a few awards. It's called Joseph's Dream. Uh, we'll send you the link uh, where you can check it out. That's it right there. Um, but as far as on a national scale, like Netflix, even though they had different, we won different award categories, it was shot down. It was rejected. What can we do to overcome something like that? What do we do? Um, the, what I think about is, uh, direct to consumer, um, direct and I would also, and I would also say this, when I think about that, I think about crucifixion. The minister has a lecture called uh, The Crucifixion of Michael Jackson. And before they physically kill you, they kill your image in the public. This is also in the scripture. I can't think about verbatim. I think in the book of John where they, where they did this. Um, also in the book of Acts, I just read it the other day, when Peter and John on behalf, they were trying to stop them for putting the word out, but they couldn't deny it. Because they was healed. They had men that was healed. But what I think about is when Master Father Muhammad came, he went door to door. So, yes, utilize social media. But at the same time, 
use social media to build up our list, to build up our following. So I'm online, but I invite you to our local study group. Right. And here's another thing, even about the algorithm. I just made a video about this the other day about being shadow banned. I've been shadow banned several times. I've lost several YouTube channels. I've been in jail for over a year on Facebook. And so what I thought about was when you're putting in the work and you're consistent, people get up and search for your name. They're not waiting for the algorithm to come to them to show them the video. They get up and search for you. So we have to be so value. And it says being the highways and the byways. So we got to, you know, uh, I interpret it this way. In this context, we got to be on social media and we got to be boots on the ground. And then as we're utilizing their social media, just strive to build something of our own. Blessed is he who has his own. So in the nation, we have our own uh, platform, media.noi.org. Well, you know, they take all of the minister lectures off on YouTube, especially the criterion when he went against the the uh, the, the shot. I don't want to get y'all channel struck, but the shot. And uh, now you can hear the full lecture on media.noi.org. So yes, we still put it out on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube and things of that nature. But the truth you know, it's 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 going to spread word of mouth. When I think about a film, we can we can rent out a, a theater and invite people there and have them pay just like they do it. So yes, it's going to be a little bit harder, but and then I look at it like this as I close. I look at man, they push the rappers, they push this, they push this film. This film got millions of views. Yeah, but but which one holds more weight in the eyesight of God? See, mine got maybe 5,000 views because y'all limiting it. Y'all not pushing it up. This one here got a million. But this one here was all entertainment, dramatic drama. This one here had a message in it about the God. God will give me my reward if I believe. So that's another thing that I, that I, you know, I think about as well because um, I look at other people's channels sometimes. I look at other people's views and I know how to do it. I could I could create a gossip channel, talk about celebrities all day. I know how to clickbait. I know if I if if you know if I was allowed to, I know how to get on here and cuss, be vulgar to get them views up because it's like, whoa, it's shocking. But I don't do that. They gonna get the views, but man, how many souls have been saved? How many testimonials do we have of people that are coming back to God, understanding themselves, being men and being women again and cleaning up their lives? That's the view, that's the metric that we look at. And so that's what I would uh I would say to that. Number one, having our own, getting our own text list, getting our own email list, and combining social media with the work that you do offline. And I know you guys are always in the highways and the byways as we are with the final call door to door. You guys are in the corner. So I think that's the way we get around this wicked world because it's only so much you can do. And then as we grow in numbers, see, you may get me, but what about if I've impacted 5,000 people? Jesus made the dumb speak. So when he when you give them the right word, this he ain't going to stay dumb. He's not going to stay ignorant. He's going to speak now. Well, I don't know about yourself, but I, I'm really a quiet person. I'm really an introvert if you see me in person. 
I didn't, you know, speak like that. It's several other people who I've seen that didn't say nothing. But once they got the word of God, whether they Israelites, Christian, Muslim, whatever the case may be, when they was inspired with that word, they started to speak. So it's only so much that you can do when all of us accept the mission of Christ, when all of us accept the mission of God, because it ain't just me going door to door. It ain't just you going door to door. All of us are touching our families, touching our friends, touching our co-workers, and this thing's scaling, and they can't do nothing after that. Now, I believe personally that daytime is already up, and they already done lost, and we are going to be the winners in the end, whether we living or dying. But it's, as far as us living, and as far as what we're doing, I think the more we get more people, teach them properly, train them properly, and groom them into the way of God, then they gonna, we just duplicate ourselves. So the, it says, let this, this mind, the same that was in Christ Jesus. Well, if we got his mind and he had the mind of God, who mind do I really got? So if I, get, if I say, hey, man, take this phone. It's my phone. And I said, take this phone. And you give it to him the same that was in my hand. Well, it's still my phone. So if, if Christ had the mind of God and we let the mind of Christ be in us and we all spread the mind of Christ, Christ is working all over the world through us and they won't have anything to defeat it that's that's how i see it so they're gonna limit us a little bit but the work will still be effective absolutely and uh, like you just said we do win in the end uh we know the the end result of what's going on uh we see it in scripture even when you go to the last book of the bible which is the book of revelation you know we win israelites yeah. win um now you made mention about uh different um like for example world star hip-hop you mentioned the shade room all the negative imagery that we have up there. Um, and we see that a lot of times, the videos with brothers shooting brothers, killing brothers, um, Chicago, New York, Texas, wherever we're at, those are the videos that get in the 10, 12, 5 million views, right? Um, as far as gun violence and conflict resolution, that's something that's essential in the black community. Give me Hosea chapter 4, verse 1 and 2. Then I want your your opinion on, on this matter. Hosea chapter four, you're gonna read verse one and two. The book of Hosea chapter four and verse one. Hear the word of the Lord, ye children of Israel. Go ahead. For the Lord hath a controversy with the inhabitants of the land. So whether it be Chicago, New York, Dallas, go ahead. Because there is no truth. So no, there's, there's no truth in the land, go ahead. That's God's laws, go ahead. Nor mercy. Nor mercy. We don't show each other mercy. A brother step on your Pumas or your Jordans or your Christian Louboutins, you want to blow his brains out. Go ahead. Nor knowledge of God in the land. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. By swearing. Go ahead. And lying. Uh-huh. And killing and stealing. And what? And killing. That's and the point. That's the part that I wanted. And killing. Black on black crime is at an all-time high especially in certain states, some more than others, like they called. And at one time they used to call Chicago Chirac. I'm not sure if they still do, but the homicide rate was just astronomical, uh, Brother Ben X. And we know the, the, um, the main reason for that problem was the lack of self-identity, uh, self-worth, self-love that we have for each other. So I wanted your opinion on that. I just wanted to uh, preface it with the scripture. And uh, what are your thoughts on that? What are some ways we can end gun violence? Because we're not the ones that's making the guns. Uh, we're not. We're definitely not the ones importing it. I'm pretty sure you've seen the videos of um, stranded trucks in yeah. Chicago or Wisconsin. You know, just just right there waiting for our brothers to come and remove the guns 
out of the trains or trucks or whatever. We know what nation of people, so-called white man, we know uh, he's the one that's pushing this in our communities. But at the end of the day, we are the ones that are holding the gun and squeezing the trigger and killing another black man who looks just like us. So what are some ways um, you think we can um, destroy that and get things back on track? Uh, the best thing I can, I can say is start in the household. One thing I know is that my son wouldn't shoot your son. If I ask my son, what's a kid? He's going to say, we're not kids. That's a baby goat. I'm a God. Not the supreme being God, but I'm a little God. And he's going to see your son the same way. So is my daughter. So it starts in a household and it starts with the mind. Now, the, 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 the bad part is we have children, teenagers, men that's already out there that have missed that part about the parents. So that's where we come in, where we got to do the work of delivering a word. And I believe the answer is killing the desire by putting God in them. Look, watch this, is what I mean. They can come drop, drop a truck over there with y'all. I don't think y'all will go grab guns and start shooting the community. They can come drop a gun, all kind of guns over here, drop it at the miles, drop it anywhere. We not finna pick them up and use them. Because internally, we know who our people are and we don't have the desire to use that on our people. So <clears throat> some people, uh, for whatever reason, they minimize the word. They minimize, oh, y'all just talking. Uh, yeah, we need talking. We need a teaching that will raise us and change our mindset. Because it was a word in an in a, in a upbringing, in a training that caused me not to want to shoot a black man the moment I'm mad at him. That's a, that's a thought process. I have to first think about the gun before going to use it. I got to first think about doing crack. Heron before using it. So we may never be able to stop the white man for putting from putting guns in the community. We may never be able to stop them from putting crack cocaine and heroin and drugs in the community. But what could we do to kill the desire in our people? Now they don't have no customer base. So I think the, the, the more we put God into our people at the end of the day, no matter how what tactic we do, ultimately, that's what we have to do. To get them to not even desire using a gun, desire killing your brother. And then watch this. We have to teach them that that is your brother. I, I grew up with a, with a brother. I got 21 biological brothers and sisters. I grew up really as the only child. But for a period of time, my dad, who I grew up with, his son grew up with us. But I never knew my biological father nor my biological mother. I don't even know my biological grandparents. Couldn't tell you. What runs in my family? Nothing. But I've been into with best friends and friends and or my brother that I grew up with. I heard some feedback. Is that me? That's my feedback? Check, check, check. Yes, sir. That's yours. Check, check, check. Oh, I don't hear it no more. Check. Yes, yeah, like, like I'm, I'm hearing. All right. So that's when it started to mess up. It was like a seven- it wasn't my feedback. It was something on their side. But that was the uh, that was pretty much the gist of it. Uh, so if you guys want to share something, go ahead and share. 
uh, in the comment section. I think that was a beautiful dialogue. Now, I was looking on their page, uh, and I was looking at the comments. I was like, my goodness. They would you people was finding something. Oh, well, look at him. He he just why they why they quote why they quote the Bible. <laughs> then there's another group of people say, Well, why why he wasn't quoting the Bible? <laughs> so you gonna always have somebody, man, to find a problem. But it was a pretty cool dialogue, man. The brother uh seemed to be genuine and uh yeah. And she thought my wife thought that was live. That's what you get for not being on time. Let's start off with uh let's start off with let me see. Brother is it Gregory Carter? Yes. Um peace and blessings. I got a couple things. Um when you talk about when y'all was talking about the point of identity crisis, um that roots back to history of cuz when I looked up the definition of identity um, it's the fact of being or what a person or thing is. And then when you look at a crisis, it's a time of intense difficulty, trouble, or danger. And that was a condition that was put in from history that, you know, people shape the people to what they are now. Um, and one other point that I wanted to make was when you talked about the single, about how it starts at home. And then you mentioned the LGBTQ. I find that in the household, it's more challenging today, especially with single parents and circumstances, because it's not the parent. The, the, the government and the laws make it so hard to be a single parent today. And that's part of the architect of white supremacy, because you have this single parent trying to do everything in their household. But yet they're taken out of their household. Why? Because they got to work long hours and stuff. So who's raising their kid? White, the, 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 the white school teachers, you know, and they go one more thing to go back to the LGBTQ. Even in the school system, they have this teacher parent code where with these pronouns, where if a kid want to be called a certain pronoun, they can't have that conversation with the parent without the student consent. So look at the trouble that that stirs up in the household. So really, it's kind of hard to say that it starts in the household when the rights are being taken away from the parents. I have more to say, but I don't want to keep going on. Uh. Yes, sir. Thank you for sharing. Uh, we have Brother Eric. Oh, or uh, wait. Is it another iPhone, Brother Wesley? Yes, I'm sorry. iPhone. My bad. Hey, it's Trippetta. Good morning. Such a great time to be with the family. Oh my gosh. So that message was incredible. Um, Brother Ben, I think that um with that that whole time for a fact, just you just sit down with the the brother having that conversation said a lot by itself. It shows the fact that with unity, with with just humility and the fact that he's willing to listen to you and and you were able to pull him in and share the fact that we are one we are if we just come together and we can we can stop a lot of this 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 evil and we can turn it around it's all about the mindset it's all about us connecting and using what purpose and what good that we have in ourselves that we really strive excuse me that we really strive to to be and um do 
we can come together and actually just change the whole the whole system altogether. So um, I know one part was when when the um, with with the students with the children in the schools. Um, it actually was written that the teachers, white teachers, were actually um, handpicked to teach our children so that they could um, indoctrinate, so that they could um, take, you know, take the uh, the role, the position of us and raising our families. So I'm sorry, I'm just getting a little tongue twisted because there was so much that happened in this message. So I'm just going to stop from that. All right. Sorry. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Thank you for sharing. Brother Eric. Brother Eric. All right, Sister Shireen. Oh, I'm sorry. Wait, look like Eric's off, off, off uh, mute. You ready? Yeah, hello? Yes, sir. Hell is oh, Okay, yeah. Um, it's my first time being on here. I just wanted to share something. It caught my attention. Uh, peace and blessings, family, I wanted to say. It caught my attention because uh, I'm actually was kind of going at it with a brother from the uh, Hebrew Israelite community on Instagram and he been attacking me mainly on how uh, the 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 Muslim uh, Arab slave trade, and he been attacking me. Then it went so far as uh, he saying he's saying that the uh, honorable uh, I'm sorry, the honorable Louis Farrakhan is a government agent, and it's just, I just been going back and forth with the brother for a while, and I'm kind of struggling in that area, and so when I seen this, it kind of it, it struck me, and I is there a way I can kind of uh, catch that clip from the beginning? That interview that you had with the brother. Mm-hmm. So you 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 already signed up in the Paracall community app, right? Uh yeah. Yeah. So after every morning, we we upload it to the Paracall replays where you can see it, where you can uh watch it from the beginning. Okay. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <clears throat> yeah, and I would say, man, if you're new, uh it's gonna be hard, man, but ignore those conversations. Uh, when, when you when you when you find that they're searching for a debate, that that'd be my advice because you're not gonna you're gonna be all day, no matter what you say, no matter what you show. You know, with some of them, it, it's gonna be a rebuttal. So you you know, at a certain time, I was like that when I first came in. You know, they under my comments. I mean, they saying this, they saying that, and I can't even fathom being on somebody else's page talking about what they telling them how they're wrong now if they speaking about us you know i may say something but they doing their own thing and i'm under they kind i just couldn't so you just have to uh you know be patient man and you'll find some that really you know they have a real question but uh even if you say you know what i dealt with is well we are the real children of israel i say yeah you right the minister taught that too look at this lecture look at this book look at this look at that well, why y'all call yourself Muslim then? Then you got it. So it's going to always be a rebuttal. So I would say, man, get you, a, this is what I did. Get you a group of videos. The minister that read it on it explained all this. Hey, hear from the minister himself. Well, no, I want to hear from you. Well, you don't want the truth then. You just want to debate then. Do you want the truth or do you, why you got to hear from me? Here's it from directly from him. Take it or let it alone. 
and then you will kind of see who's genuine, who really wants to answer, or who really just trying to get something from you so that they can, you know, troll you or, 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 or just dialogue with somebody or try to find somebody in error in the scripture. So get you a group of videos together and just, you know, lay it on them. And then I be done with it, man, because you'll be on that thing for hours going back and forth. Yeah, I done done it. <laughs> yeah, I done done it. Hey, appreciate it, brother. Let's go to Sister Shireen. Assalamu alaikum. Alaikum. So, um, listening what what I'm hearing and what I hear within my own family and and you know out in the community too is that people are suspended in time. The scriptures are books that were written in the past, but they spoke to us in the future. They speak to us in the future, but the way um, people interpret it and receive it is that they, that everything is still in the past and like God can't get a give himself an update or give us an update. Like he had just because we stuck there in the past, we leaving God trapped in the past. So he sent prophets over periods of time continually. And Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, is an extension of the process of how God teaches us. And so because they stayed stuck at you know, Moses or Deuteronomy, and they didn't get past Malachi. And then another group of people didn't get past Paul and Jesus and Matthew, you know, they don't want to hear what came after those books, which is the Holy Quran, right? And they really going to be taught when another book come, <laughs> which is what the minister is going to do in, in terms of bringing a new book, a new revelation um, for us to go even further into the future. And, and the most honorable Elijah Muhammad gave Minister Farrakhan his name, Farrakhan. He said that's a, a up-to-date name, you know, a modern name. And we're taught to be, you know, quick thinking, fast moving right down to the modern times. And so the fact that Prophet, uh, Prophet Muhammad came, he said what he said for his time, and then we get somebody now for our time, that's what people are hung up on. They don't believe God can send someone for us now. And what you did so beautifully was integrate all of the scriptures and the teachings in the way that the minister has taught us to do and people have a problem with that, but that's their problem, you know, and everybody that come with you can't go with you, you know? So that's it. As-salamu alaykum. Well, salam. Somebody said, what are my views on Jesus? We love Jesus. Jesus, in fact, I believe is mentioned more in the Quran than Prophet Muhammad, if I'm not mistaken. There's a whole book uh, well, the mosque is called Mosque Maryam, the mother of Jesus. However, we in the nation of Islam believe that what we have been taught is of one who 
of of 2000 years ago when it was prophesied of one to be raised up in our midst from the dead, not physically, but mentally and spiritually today in our time. So in the Quran, when it says that Jesus and Mary was a sign where the minister teaches us, you don't stop at the sign. You keep going. So many of us are looking back and we're missing out on one who is in our midst today representing the Christ, huh? the crusher, one who was raised and anointed to crush the wicked, the redeemer. And so uh, the minister said, if a black man came at your door <laughs> saying that he's Jesus, we would have basically a problem with that. But we have been looking for this white man and all this type of stuff. But we don't believe that he will raise, raise one from among us. Even the Quran talks about uh, that every nation, uh, veggie backing off what Sister Shireen said, every nation of people receives a messenger uh, from among them speaking their language. And in fact, even the Quran says that this Messiah would teach us what foods to eat and uh, or uh, what foods to store in our home. Well, that's what that book teaches, how to eat to live. And then if it says that we and if we believe that we are the real children of Israel, which we both agree on. Well, if you know that there's this modern pharaoh government and there's this modern children of Israel. Well, who is the modern Moses? And if there is a modern Moses, then there has to be a modern Aaron. Well, let's look at the characteristics of our Moses and our Aaron. Moses didn't speak well. Somebody didn't speak well. And then he asked for an Aaron who did have a eloquent speech. Well, that makes me think there was a man speaking one day and he was speaking good things, but he was mess. I mean, the words, the way that he was saying it was a little off. So one who did have eloquent speech was up in the balcony and, you know, he was thinking about how he was cutting up words. And he says, don't worry about how I'm saying it. You you just worry about what I am saying and you put it in your fine language. So I said, oh, that look, that sound, that sound mighty familiar. So they end up working together to go to Pharaoh and say, let my people go. In other words, if I'm if I'm saying let some go, that means I'm I'm separating you from the ones that you have. Separation, separation, separation. So there's a there's two men that I know who teaches that separation. Oh, is the best and only answer: separation or death. So, yeah. Uh, and and for those who's asking, how can you call in? This is not a call in show. This is a uh, uh, this is the online the Power Call community. I keep telling y'all, come on over to www.thepowercall.net. It's free, guys. It's free. www. Now, if you want to upgrade to to help and support, you can. But www.thepowercall.net, and it's a Zoom call that you get access to when you become a part of the uh, the community. All right, we got Mother Nani, and ain't nobody came on camera though. I just, I, do we gotta remind y'all of that? I know you're not about to come on camera, but everybody else. <laughs> Assalamualaikum. Yeah, you, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you know this way, but I don't think anybody else does. Before I 
joined the Nation of Islam, the most the the most recent religion that I belong to was the Hebrew Israelites. Um, my family uh, converted back when I was around twelve, and being so young, of course, I just I, I was you know default that was that was how I joined as well. So as I got older, though, there were things that you know just didn't align with me, but what um was like a, a real eye opener was the fact that the like lifestyle um just of how being how to be righteous how to you know keep um your your word to god the ways that and the things that they are taught are almost identical to the nation of islam and it, it was a little daunting for me because you know I'm I'm turning around looking like okay so then where is this big issue and you know when you 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 look into it it's really mo- more so debating semantics um, and that was kind of where I kind of ha- I had a disconnect more so um, with the Hebrew Israelites and but all in all we have the same goal we have the same I want we desire the same outcome. Um, when we most recently visited my grandmother's house, um, we, she's like telling us things that, you know, she, that, that, that they're taught today. Um, and I'm looking at, at babe, I'm like, do you like, <laughs> you hearing this? And it's literally the exact same things that we were taught in the nation of Islam. And, um, it's just, it's, it's, for me, it's a little, ridiculous because I think the minister said it the best like how we all have the same answer we all have that we come to the same solution we you know we have the same goal in mind but the fact that we choose different routes and we choose different paths we, we decide to harp on that and you know try to prove the other wrong when all in all we're all trying to go and get to the same exact place and we're for the most part kind of sort of taking very similar paths and, and, and using similar methods. Um, and so for me, it's just, it was, it's a little, it's painful to see for my family um, because they're more so judgmental and um, it's, it's difficult to get them to understand that, you know, we are on the same team still. We, you know, it's, it's not about, you know, you being against me, but look at the way that I live, look at the way that you live and see, the the main similarities in them and let's focus on that and if anything let's try to work together um but that's all that i had to say and also yes i absolutely did think that that was live when when you switched it back to you i was like wait a minute hold on because i'm looking at seeing how many people is up here i'm like why are there not more people like this is a fire conversation but yeah i guess that's what i get for being late assalamualaikum everyone hell is what you get uh brother brother timothy yes sir assalamu alaikum brother walaik salam and you got me here on this camera it's eight in the morning i just had to roll over and try to grab a sweater real quick or something <laughs> but nah. uh the three points i wanted to make real quick is to one of the brothers that spoke on how somebody was uh coming at him on instagram and in the nation of Islam, from what my understanding is, we stand on facts. We don't stand on anything else that's that goes against what the facts is. Matter of fraud, Muhammad traveled back and forth to America for 20 years before making himself known on July 4th, 1930. Now watch this. The Central Intelligence Agency 
was established September 18th, 1947. I heard Dr. Wesley uh, speak on that. I've been getting into his lectures and that blew my mind away. Those are the facts. How can master, how can our teacher, how can our teacher who came in the form of God be a CIA agent when he came in 1930 and traveled to America 20 years prior to that? So that would be 1910 if we do in our math correct. And the CIA was established in 1947. So here we just stand on, we just stand on facts. I just wanted to uh, make that clear and, and point that out. And um, making America black again. I know Donald Trump and them made this quote where, where they make America great again. America was never great. So I feel like we should just make America black again. I feel like we should make black great again. Because like you said, Ben, uh, our image of, of of being black is always in a negative light. The black sheep of the family. You know, when something bad goes wrong, you, you're getting blackballed. You know, when something else goes wrong, you get blackmailed. These type of things. So just listening to other brothers in the nation, student ministers in the nation have been giving me a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of wisdom, you know what I'm saying? Make make America black again. And then uh if I remember my third point, I'll hop back on live. But those two things stand on facts, 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 facts. Anything other than facts means nothing. It's not validated. People gonna come to you all the time with, you know, false information. You know what I'm saying? Stand on facts and uh stand on your black tax black tasticness, like Brother Ben has uh, created that word. Asalaamu alaikum family. Wa alaikum salam. <clears throat> you know, another thing is, you know, just our humility. There's things that we can learn from them. You know, just like there's things that they can learn from us, possibly. So we don't have to be the ones that's trying to win the debate. We can genuinely ask, what do you what do you mean by that, brother? I, I, explain what you mean. You know, and they can they can explain. It ain't always got to be a well, no, brother, that's wrong. Well, brother, y'all ain't Muslim. Y'all ain't. This is what I do. Oh, really? Oh, what does um, uh, what does Muslim mean to you, brother? Well, it basically mean, brother. It, 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 I, bro, I don't literally have people said. I don't know. You tell me. So, like, y'all gotta really, man. As you, if you don't get emotional with this, man, you can really just disarm them by asking questions. You know, because they'll even see like, damn, I'm sitting here arguing it on for nothing. You know, what is it, brother? Islam, man, I. Oh, really? Okay, I didn't... I, okay, what does Islam mean to you? Just ask him. Oh, bro, it mean Arab religion. Oh, so the Islam, you talking about You talking about the Arab religion? Oh, I'm with you. I agree with you. Yeah, me and you, yeah, we're on the same page. And then they'll try to find something else. But if you just ask, let them ask questions so they, they can even hear and see what they saying out of their own mouth. And then you see, yeah, brother, I agree with you on that. Yeah, we good. I, yeah, I ain't fighting you on that. That'll be like, whoa, that, that'll... That'll shock them. Like, whoa, hold on. So you agree with me? Yeah. We don't, this, we don't, this ain't no Arab religion for us. So, yo, brother, the Kaaba and you kiss worshiping a stone. Oh, you thought we worship a stone? Oh, I'm with you. Yeah, we, no, nah, we shouldn't worship no stone. In fact, that black, that black stone is a sign of, uh, see, when we get to breaking it down, you get this, we, we, pretty much believe the same thing you shouldn't be worshiping a stone you shouldn't be looking at a rock or anything like that as something worthy of worship we don't but we don't teach that but they may think that because they think all oh, islam is the same and oh y'all following the arabs and i no brother no we may be saying the same thing you just 
coming from a misinformed perspective. That's all. Brother Wesley. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, all praise due to Allah. I appreciate Brother Timothy bringing that up because I was just watching that lecture from uh, Brother Student Minister Dr. Wesley uh, when he was in Moth number seven. I was definitely watching that, so I appreciate you on that. Uh, what stood out to me the most in this, um, and I think Sister Lexi may have put it in the comments as well, the importance of studying um, and, and, and really making sure that we we have that full uh, suit of armor on when we are having these type of conversations and these type of uh, dialogues and that I appreciate the manner in which you handled it as well. Um, because we're always at a point where we're having conversations with different people with different backgrounds and faith, or even if they are curious about the nation as well, we're under examination. Um, so they're going to hang on to certain words that we use. They are going to be looking to sift through what we're saying to try to make a point out of what we're saying to justify the point that they're making. So just being careful of the words that we're using, being careful about the way that we're explaining things. And as you did, which I appreciate you doing, brother, was giving the credit where the credit is due. The minister said this. The Honorable Elijah Muhammad said this so that it doesn't fall on you as this is something that you're coming up with. This is actually from the teachings. This is from who you're being taught by so that that then allows it to be uh, what is made to be, which is that that hedge between us um, and, and allow us to be backed by the names of those who have been put in place to give them the authority to. So just appreciate you, your example in that. Um, and then also just just the fact of using the scriptures, using the teachings in a proper manner always is the best defense versus just leaning on our own understanding all the time. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. Sister Yasina. Assalamu alaikum. Wa alaikum salam. So my points are, for one, just to stay in context with what we're talking about, don't try to argue what you don't understand because that's where one of those areas where we get trapped. So if you, we don't have a comprehensive knowledge, don't go into the lion's den. So that would be my one point. And then don't argue, it's a waste of time. <laughs> and the second one is <laughs> pick a shade. Any man or woman who finds something wrong with black women, yes, we come with attitudes. That's the beauty of us. But anyone who just dismisses black women as a whole, you didn't want us in the first place. So, you know, coming up with excuses as to why you won't pick a black woman or you won't pick a black man. Eh, I mean, it's stupid. It's very stupid. Leave my 10 personalities alone. It's very stupid to try to pinpoint and tear down a, a person or a group of people just to fit your hatred of yourself because at the end of the day going out and and you got this beautiful black mother at home and these beautiful sisters and you come from this beautiful line of black men and black women but because of where you are in your own aberrated state you keep choosing the wrong persons so you want to group 
your aberrated pics and just take them and put them all over someone, all over a whole group of people is, is asinine. That's why L. Ron Hubbard said that, um, you know, in marriages, when the two part, when the two parties, you start getting audited, you may discover that you don't like the person you married because you married them in an aberrated state. So don't say, uh, you know, all of us. I mean, again, there are many shades of us. My mom was very, very light skinned with straight hair. So and she married a very dark skinned man who, because he like technically like white women, he got a shade of white um, or black shade that looked white because she would hurt you if you said she was white. Um, but we come in many shades. That's my point. So learn you and then you'll learn the person that you should be with. Okay, I'm done. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Brother David. Salam alaikum. Can you hear me? Walaikum salam. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for uh, taking me. Uh, I was uh, thinking about, I mean, you guys kind of said a lot of what I was going to say, but I didn't want to be redundant, but uh, I find it, you know, the minister say that Islam is, uh, un is going to unite all the religions. Oh, okay. And uh, that I find it very interesting that in the Quran it teaches, you know, we, that the Christians are a friend of Muslims and that when it comes to the Hebrew Israelites, we believe the same thing as they believe. Um, I think that if we understood that uh, the 26 letters okay. that, that we are told to study, uh, it's, it's in there. And uh, as far as, you know, when you mentioned about who the minister is and, and who he is today and what he represents today and the function of a Messiah and the function of of uh, Moses and all that, it's, it's in there. But I often wonder, like, when I think about, like, okay, for example, Prince Aziel Ben Israel, if I say that correct, the minister spoke at his funeral. And so if the minister spoke at his, uh, at his funeral and he's a Hebrew, and I know the Hebrew Israelites, they at Savior days. I know the Moors are at Savior days. All these different Rastafarians, they at Savior days, and they listen to the minister, they respect the minister, and their leadership respects the minister. Then why is it that we have any conflict with the followers of these men when they respect the minister? And if a man is going to speak at your funeral, I mean, that that's that's like a very high form of respect. I think of it like, for example, what I'm, when you get all the talking points that folk have out about the nation and, you know, slavery, the uh, slavery in Islam and, and you know, the, the Malcolm X, uh, uh, Brother Malcolm X saga and all that. And then I, I think, well, do folk even know that you know, the minister and the daughter of, of Brother Malcolm seem to have reconciled. I mean, there's pictures of them, you know, embracing and smiling and all of that. Do you even know that that exists? Um, do you know of the commonality of the leadership that seems to have, 
you know, there's been some reconciliation there. So, um, again, you know, that's that's where my mind goes. And like I said, you guys kind of said a lot of what I was going to say. So I'll land my plan there. But it seemed like the leadership of these other organizations, you know, they respect and listen to the minister. And it's, it would be nice for their followers to, you know, follow suit. Like Salam, <clears throat> Brother Jax. Assalamu alaikum, family. Uh, can you hear me? Yes, sir. All right, all right. Uh, peace and blessings. I just wanted to just talk about a few things. Um, first and foremost, I appreciate your poise. Let me uh come off the of camera. You did ask that, though. I always say I can't come off the of camera. All right. Uh, I appreciate your poise and your delivery. You know, how you responded to every question, you know, with choice words and scripture. And I didn't see it as a debate. I seen it as a comparison of, you know, perspectives. And again, like I said this many times, that we know our people are trying to stay 2,000 years in the past. And, you know, a lot of us ain't going to make it to 100. So I don't, I don't know how we get 2,000 years back. So, you know, going forward, when we speak of God coming in the person of our master, Fard Muhammad, and our Christ, the Honorable Elijah Muhammad, and our Messiah, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, you know, they look at us crazy because they cannot fathom it being one of us in this day and age because they've been buried in the Bible. And not to say that they are, but that's where that's a lot of uh, a big part of the identity crisis. And, you know, like when, the minister tells me when, when the when the truth speaks, you know, somebody going to shut up. And I'm not saying that, you know, he shut it up, but it came at the end. I don't know if anybody else is paying attention, but when it came down to the questions and, you know, breaking it down and getting a perspective, it turned into, you know, you taking control and breaking it down so vividly. It was just like it was your show. So, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like here in the Nation of Islam, like the man said, we stand on business. We stand on facts. And I believe you did a wonderful job. And I appreciate you. I respect you. Salute. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for letting me speak, family. Well, excellent. Brother Samuel. And then we're going to close out with Sister Shereen. And y'all don't go nowhere. We got the whole back meeting today. So, Brother Samuel. Yes, sir. I was going to say what my brother just said as well. I thought you did a great job of representing the nation. Um, and speaking with confidence, not feeling like I'm under pressure. You came from from your comfort zone and show that if we use what we got, what we got is just good enough, right? And I thought, I, I sometimes go to the Hebrew Israelite temple as well, and I sometimes, they even put me on their program before. And so I think what I saw in your spirit, as in the minister spirit, and what I try to do is bridge gaps. Cause you got people, black people, uh, with different avenues, but we had different levels, right? Of consciousness. <laughs> Some of us on the child level, of Hebrew Israelite consciousness, Islamic consciousness, right? And I heard the minister say, when you place a jewel of wisdom in a child's hand, he may misuse it until he learned or she learns to use it. And so you have to weigh who you're talking to, different levels of where you're at. Some people want that debate, right? And like you said, I try to avoid the debate part. I, <laughs> but we try to find that common ground because the minister's subconscious thinking is, I'm going to win use, you know? And 
But like I said, as black people, we all got the same problem no matter what religion we're in. But as we rise up in the knowledge, and if you're in Hebrew Israelite, really you get you a level of knowledge than what most of our people are. So I think overall it was a great debate. When he had that word black, I thought, uh oh, he's gonna get into the name thing. But he really didn't. I thought that was pretty good. And I like the way you broke the black down as well. <laughs> how all colors come from this. And that was beautiful how you how you did that. And speaking of black, one brother said earlier about uh, the different reputation, black ball, black male. I read a book, I forgot the author's name, where he we have this, this, uh, accepted some of that definition of the word black, right? And it's, a lot of times it's a negative connotation. Most of our people have accepted that in white supremacy. But he, this brother put it like, if you get into karate, the weakest belt that you get is the white belt. The strongest belt that you get is the what? <laughs> a black belt, right? Uh, even in a, ba- a battery, the power the, the power that gives it the black power is the black is the black power, right? Uh, the judges that wear the black robe and and so but and black represents life because it's, it's it's the presence of all colors when it, all colors are absorbed in anything it appears to your eyes as black when all colors reflect off a thing it appears to your eyes as white, right? And then so just redefining black uh, you wear white to funerals not because white represents Life, because I mean, black to a funeral, because black represents life. You need energy at a funeral. So you wear a color that absorbs the energy of those around to take you through a, a bad time. And white actually represents death, right? <laughs> white carnation, somebody died, he's talking about. Uh, um, they said when a fireman dies, I was left with the white ash. So it's just a different level of consciousness as we rise and see the bigger picture of things. I thought. Uh, these are some thoughts that came to mind, but uh, I thought it was a great, de- uh, not debate, discussion. That's what it was. It wasn't a debate, it was a discussion. I thought the brother seemed sincere like you thought he was sincere. But that's all I had to say. Sorry for rambling. <laughs> <clears throat> yes, sir. Thank you, brother. Uh, and then we're going to close out with Sister Shireen. Yes, sir. I, I just wanted to um, add, not to dispute with um, Sister Yusina and um those of us that, you know, know that in relationships, we should be with our own. However, you know, some of us have grown up in families and our children are grown up in families where the the mother and the father are not um, being the best representatives of even humanity, much less black humanity to their children. And so when children grow up being mistreated by their black mothers, they may not have the love for the black woman. They, you know, if they grow up, they're the darkest one in the family and all the aunties love the light, lighter skinned children and, you know, favoritism is shown or they're ostracized, then they don't feel that connection to the black woman or if the black man has disrespected his wife or his girlfriend in front of the, you know, children and um, calling her out her name and calling her ugly black bee. And, and, but this is what our children hear. And so when these boys grow up and they go to college and they see the Caucasian girls and they have a softer disposition or these these young girls go off to college and they see the, the white boys and, you know, they, they seem to be more gentler and kinder, kinder and things like that. It distorts their perception of who they truly are. And so they, you know, 
get these mixed signals about who we are as a people and who the Caucasian is as a people. And that contributes to this um, interracial dynamic that we're experiencing now. I'm not saying that's all of them because, you know, definitely the root of it is a lack of self-love. But we have not always been loving to ourselves and to our black family and our black friends. We snap on, you know, um, dark skinned children and, you know, got the, you know, you know how we do in the, in the community. So, um, that's something that we have to fix with the self-improvement and the byways and the highways and, you know, all that, those strategies to get our people back. That's it. Assalamu alaikum. All right. As we close, I want to remind us of the, uh, well, not remind, let you guys know what's happening tomorrow with our brother. Let me see. Why are you acting like this? What our brother Joshua, as you all know, the, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan's son recently returned to Allah and uh, they're going to have the webcast on looks like Saturday uh, and it will be on NOI.org. Okay, so www.NOI.org. You'll click there at the top where it says webcast and you all will be able to view it there. Okay, so may Allah be pleased with our great brother, Brother Joshua Farrakhan. So we're going to go ahead and close out. Those of you all who are on Zoom, please stay back. Don't leave. Don't leave. Don't leave. I am going to close out for the streaming, but we're going to stay back and talk on Zoom. So thank you all for listening. Who's on the, the other side of this? And you guys have a black tastic day. Let's see if we get this right. Uh, ah. Is Brother Ben here? Brother Ben. Now, Ben got a heck of a program. A lot of people listening to Brother Ben. And Ben tells them about the minister. And Ben tells them about the minister.